Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One, two, three, four. Join us on this trip, no, more like journey, we're throwing out the script, we don't charge a penny, we can't call in, time to start pre-balling. So, it's a pretty, it's a pretty slow, slow news week, like, not, not, nothing too crazy. I mean, like, I mean, entertainment-wise, I feel like you know. I was, was going to say, there's, there's strike, still shit so. going down, bro. There's a whole two countries beating the shit out of each other for no goddamn fucking reason because the other yeah, one okay. thinks that, the that, other one's indoctrinated. I, sh- <laughs> I should have rephrased. There's, it's been a slow entertainment news week. Yeah, right. Stri- <laughs> a strike is still going on, so you know there isn't there isn't a whole lot of stuff going in terms of updates. You know, it's going into its second month, so it's, it's expected to it's last expected for a summer for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did be, a bit of a I did a bit of research today. I didn't realize that like the guy actually leading the front lines is like the um like the spokesperson for the WGA is the um like the creator of Law and Order, which is pretty cool. Dick Wolf? No, his name's like Lee Watterson or some shit. That's what I, I read online. What the hell is? Who's Dick Wolf have to do with Law and Order? I, 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 no, it wasn't like Law and Order as a whole. I think it was a special victims unit, which like, uh, Dick Wolf may be involved in, but like he's not the like just their gotcha. spokesperson has something to do with Law and Order. And I'm like, yo, don't mess with this guy. Like, you know, he does his research. Gotcha. Like th- those those gotcha, shows are known gotcha. to be legit with the law and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just doing like <laughs> I just wanted to see what the update was because usually mm-hmm. like throughout the week my phone get like I get buzzed a bunch of updates. Like I've followed relevant hashtags. You know, I've watched enough videos where like they're popping up on my Instagram and my TikTok, but like it's kind of just stopped now. The only thing really making news is like the TV shows and the movies that have had to that have had to stop. But um, I mean, it's not as heartbreaking because I think what's kind of stopped all that news is not only the fact that are we going to be struggling for content next year, a lot of content has decided to end this year in the space of one week. We lost Succession 
and Ted Lasso. Yep. And Barry. Mm-hmm. Um. Ow. I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, for Ted Lasso, I don't, I don't think the plan was ever to go beyond no. seasons, especially. If you, I think if you I, I, especially, and watching this last season of Succession, I definitely, I struggled. De- great season, Def- Like I, I'm one, of, I'm on the, I'm on the bandwagon of. I think this shit's great, but like, I'm definitely, I'm also glad it's ending. And the same for Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. but um, I think maybe. Maybe, maybe maybe like these shows have all like they've done enough. They've told the story they wanted to tell, and it's rare that a writer actually gets to end the shit. But our writers mm-hmm. now sort of our show's being created with the idea of like let's take Scrubs for example, like against Ted Lasso. Scrubs just seem to go on forever, twenty three episodes per mm-hmm. season, and even then it it like it ended and then it kept going in my eyes. Yeah. But whereas like Ted mm-hmm. Lasso, like football is as ongoing as medicine in some cases. Like you can trade yeah. the whole season away. Ted Lasso could get, you know, he could, he could have just got fired and someone else been hired, but like, he's still there or something. He gets hired by a new, he gets hired by a new like team or some shit. I don't know. Like, you know, you, I feel like you could have kept it going. Like Scrubs had a revolving door of background characters, but I guess Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis, you know, getting paid tv contracts now is actually like getting paid football contracts it's you know imagine like i don't think like a tv show like scrubs could ever happen today you know what i mean think about how much like those like all those actors would want like the like dr cox jd elliot turk carla they'd all want big bucks and even then, oh, yeah. towards the end, fucking the janitor would want big bucks. Like, yeah. So I, I kind of get it. But like, back to the point, are TV, like, are they deliberately writing TV shows now to end sooner rather than later? You think? I think so. I, I, at least, because, I mean, think about it the way, because you think, you obviously, you know, you use Scrubs as, as an example. It, mm. it ran for a total of eight seasons, and then it had the, the extra season, which was supposed to be like a spinoff. <laughs> Kind of situation bullshit <laughs> which it was ass. you know obviously it 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 hurts we don't talk about season nine but it's nine. one of those i feel like it's one of those things that like you know netflix has begun that thing of canceling thing canceling everything after one or two seasons yeah and, and like you know and the, as that the had idea a of having, knockback effect on creators you think That's yeah sad. like the idea of having a show that has longevity that you can be working on for years and years i feel like is an old adage it's an old idea that's been Mm. completely destroyed so but it's but it kind of forces you like you said you know to think of the endings like you can't just keep writing and writing and writing for the sake of writing yeah if you have a story that you want to tell it's like a to b and b is going to take me two three three two three four five years to get to then that's all i need i feel like that's more doable yeah it's more acceptable Especially if TV seasons, like, you know, we kind of talked about it before, shorter seasons, you know, it's it's less money, it's less expensive. But it, on the flip of that, because you have shorter seasons, you don't have to pay writers and actors for as much, quality mm. goes up. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah. I, I, think, I think that's the trade-off. There's, there's pros, there's cons, like, as a creator, mm. there's, like, I see a lot of cons, but as a viewer, you know, there's a few, there's a few cons, but there's a lot of pros. But like, mm-hmm. like let's let's take a show still ongoing, 
that I hope doesn't overstay its welcome because it was like actually two shows actually Shrinking and Severance. Yep, I could I could see both those shows. Like maybe maybe one more season, one more season for Severance. I think if mm-hmm. they if they give that and if they give that three seasons the uniqueness of the idea will start to fade. And I don't think a lot of people watched season one anyway. Good word of mouth, but I don't think a lot of people watched it. Um, yeah. It's not it, like people aren't rushing to Apple TV to watch Severance. Um, and then you got Shrinking, again, Apple TV. So fucking good. Again, not enough people watched it. I'm trying to tell everyone to watch this series. And yep. everyone who does ends up binging it. Um, and it's, you know... You heard it here first on the podcast, folks. And if you don't believe me, go back to fucking January, my dudes. Big man over here on the other side of the phone was like, yo, this show's going to be sick. And I was like, huh? I was scratching my head like a little fucking monkey. <laughs> give, me none, give me none, no shrinking. <laughs> and like, and now I'm like, fuck yeah, shrinking. But like, again, don't see that being it's so good. one or two more seasons. Yeah. Like, I, I that's not that's not a show... And it's also that it puts you in that mindset now when you're watching a show that's coming out, you're like, oh, I don't see this getting a long run just yeah. because of the story mm-hmm. or the way it's being told. And it's a weird, it's a weird conditioning that we're, that we're getting, that people are getting used to Yeah. where you can see the beginning of a show, watch it and it's, watch this entire first season and be like, mm, one or two, one or two more. And then but then you got shows like 911 like that are getting like multiple spinoffs. And the original yeah. show's still going. Like, these mm-hmm. old people that watch these TV shows are like at, you know, 6 p.m. in the evening. Uh, we call it pre watershed over here in England. Um, that's mm-hmm. literally when all the old people are at home, like, whoa, what are we watching? FBI. Basically, my parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, they watch all this shit. And I'm just like, how? Like, how? Watch, watch mm-hmm. this. Give, give this time of day, not this. This shit needs to go. Like, come on, <laughs> this procedural like, shit. I thought we were done. It's the I thought we, same I thought we left CSI thing. back in the two thousands, man. Yeah, in terms of in terms of other news, um, you know, like you know, Big Man decided to start the um, the podcast over here, saying slow news week. Well. Not for America, my guy. Yeah. Because actually, the Democrats and the Republicans finally shook hands on something. Mm-hmm. You rose... Well, you've not risen, but it's on the way to... You rose in that debt ceiling, my guy. Yep. And, and it's, it's it's insane to me that it's... That it, I sh- okay, I say that it's insane to me that it's taken so long, but it's also like, I'm not a complete dipshit. I understand how these fuckers work. It's yeah. not insane that it took this long. <laughs> it's 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 just fucking annoying that it did more than anything. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't. Uh, so you know, debt ceiling's getting raised. That's good. You know, we can avoid another financial crisis. Like it's it's so fucked that our generation has lived through more financial crises than any any other generation. Like, oh, we had the Great Depression. That's that's fine. You got the biggest one, but we keep having them. We keep having them. <laughs> We've outdone you in pure quantity. Congratulations, right. you right. had quality. All right, Syndrome, I've outgrown you. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is my villain origin story, bro. <laughs> Sebastian's origin story over here is like, it all started when I was told to give one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars to no one. <laughs> Who am I in debt to? <laughs> Fucking everyone, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You wake, you, you wake up and you blink. Oh, wait. That fly that I thought was gone before we started this podcast has returned. Yeah, hold on. I got to close my window because my, my neighbor has just like decided to mow his fucking lawn. I don't want to catch Oh, him. no. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't hear anything, but I get, I'm pretty sure your mic's picking it up. Well... We'll see. I just know this fly is just going to be like, oh, what's this fluffy thing over here? And just land on my mic. And it's just like half the podcast is buzz, buzz, buzz. (laughs) (laughs) If it does, I'll just bitch slap my mic. Um, No. (laughs) I think think he's chilling. I think he's exhausted. He's had a long day of annoying me. Um. Right, so shifting gears, we we got we got one more thing that we want to talk about before we get to the, the episode. Um, start of the NBA Finals. Start of the NBA Finals. Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Schmeet. 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 Big big Schmeety claws. Um, <laughs> these claws are just for attracting mates. Um, <laughs> fuck's sake. Fucking SpongeBob. It's literally still a part of my life. I'm a 29-year-old human being, and I still quote SpongeBob like it was yesterday. How? How? This show was like there's there's more there's more addictiveness to this show than fucking Dando sauce, and that's saying something. Um, yes, fucking I uh, I I've actually been following the NBA Finals, like well the playoffs this year. I had no idea mm-hmm. the NBA was so big that there's actually a play-in tournament before the playoffs begin. As in, like yeah, you, you know, you had a mediocre season, but. It can't be considered bad, so I guess you know. Here, you two face you two face each other. You two face each other, and whoever wins gets to go to the playoffs. Miami yeah. had to go through that shit. They they are the eighth seed. Sebastian, this is the lowest seed you can be going into the NBA. If the Miami, if the Miami Heat managed to beat Denver Nuggets and Nico, uh, Nikola Jokic, which is like the only person I know who's on the Nuggets, he's the only person they ever talk about. Like, all these mm-hmm. TikTok, like, all these sports analysts, it's all, like, I swear to God, it's just Nikola Jokic and crew. Basically, the first Avengers, it was Iron Man and friends. <laughs> That's basically what, like, the Denver Nuggets is. Whereas, like, on the Heat, you've got this Jimmy Butler character who's apparently meant to be, like, the, one of the next best. Mm-hmm. But if, if Miami Heat managed to overdo the Nuggets in a best of seven, they will be the first ever eighth seed to do it fucking a that's pretty cool man mm-hmm. that yeah is, you, were uh, kind of, you said it was like a cinderella story right yes it, it is a massive cinderella story and we you know me being the sports fan than i am mm-hmm. i you know i love a good cinderella story you know yeah. especially um the the classic story of the the groundskeeper from caddyshack you know, former groundskeeper turned Augusta, Augusta winner, Masters, the youngest to ever do it, 459 yards away. He's going to get a better. He's going to get a better 9 iron, I think. <laughs> as soon as you said Cinderella story, that was all I thought about. He got a hold of that one. <laughs> <laughs> How do we go from NBA finals? The only, not, not, so 
there's another thing coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And that's Quentin Tarantino's career. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh that's All as right. best as that's, I can do, bro. If you want to find a better way, by all means. No, no, that that works. That, that's that works <laughs> that, for me. Like, okay, that so works. The, the, he's he's in the process. What's what is his next movie called? Like the the critic or something like that. The critic. It's it's it was meant. Everyone thought it was going to be about the true story of like a a critic from the nineteen seventies eighties, famous for like pretty much hating everything kind of shit. But apparently yeah. it's not. It's actually about a porn critic. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we've got Tarantino overly sexualizing women because he's not done that before in any of his movies. Uh, spoiler alert. I mean, what, a way, what a way to go he out. He does it a lot. Um, <laughs> like, what a way to go out, you know? Like, I mean, obviously the, the, the talk about this movie, aside from it you know, being his next movie, is that it's potentially his last movie that he potentially will potentially his last after. movie and a, and after also this. he wants to work with a 45 40 34 35 year old actor who's never worked with before which people mm-hmm. seem to think he's he may be looking at michael Serra, someone who looks michael. like they could someone who looks like <laughs> they could pull see, off 1970s I can definitely of, see michael Serra being a porn man. critic in the 70s honestly <laughs> But these are just rumors, like, like you know, yeah. In, in, with Tarantino, it's, it's like Marvel. Unless you hear it from Marvel's own Twitter or Kevin Feige, gr- like, like the biggest grain of grain salt of you can salt. find to mind. Yeah, yep. yeah. This is just rumors I've heard, but like the porn, Michael Sarah using an unknown actor. Uh, but the one thing I'm pretty sure. You know, until he proves otherwise, yeah, Tarantino wants to he wants to bow out. And you know, good on him. You know, the there are a lot of people kind of coming to to that realization in the entertainment industry for you know, obviously for different reasons. Like Bruce Willis ending for felt reasons, he's calling it quits. Mm. Daniel Day Lewis called it quits. Um Jim Yeah, it, it's it's a weird it's a it's a really weird time. Like all the there's so many people just like deciding they're done and it's it's crazy to me because you know we keep we've, we've talked so much about like the older generation in terms of hollywood and stuff like mm. just gripping the, like we kind of, we talked about spielberg last last time and you know he's still making movies he's still making great movies but you know he's one of the he's one of those he's one of the old generation that's he's like, one of know, the old still, god i like to call yeah that he's you know he's still going so it's 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 always interesting to see when one of the old guard decide to hang it up, you know, who's essentially going to step up or because it leaves that, that void, it leaves that opening, you know, it creates that, that vacuum for opportunity. So it's always interesting to see where that goes, but you know, that's, that's for a later day tonight. Today we're talking about Tarantino and we are going to do something we've never done before. We are going to rank all of his fucking movies. Yeah, I think like so. You know, last week we 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 each chose three Spielberg movies that like sort of that mean the most to us. It's like if we are doing this sort of series of directors, you know, we sh- we mm-hmm. you know, I I like I definitely I suggested to Sebastian. We you know we mix it up. We tried to find different ways of of talking about these directors. You know, yeah. when it comes to 
you know, maybe we could do like next week. We could do two two directors at once. We could pitch Spiel. We could pitch Zack Snyder against Christopher Nolan. Two champions of you know, two champions of DC. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna go that route, I, if we're gonna go bombastic, I would love I would love to see a, a fucking Michael Bay v Zack Snyder matchup because that shit would be fucking crazy. <laughs> Just the amount of slow unnecessary slow motion and both of those fuckers' repertoires would be so fun to talk about. Guy Ritchie, Guy Ritchie <laughs> over there at the bar in the back corners being like, "My slow motions mean nothing to you." <laughs> <laughs> No, like so, Guy Ritchie's so Guy Ritchie slow mos just because we're talking just because we're on it. Guy Ritchie slow mos makes more make more sense. Zack Snyder and Michael Bay are so fucking wheel and deal with all of that shit. You don't need to slow mo every time some motherfucker steps out of a car. It's it's yeah. unnecessary. Oh, 100%. But, but that's just me. Okay, it's, it's Tarantino. We're talking Tarantino today. It's the, the, the hero okay, shot, it's isn't it? A little heated. <laughs> this shit just got real. <laughs> This shit just got real. Camera's panning, slowing down. Everyone's slowly uh, d- d- don't, standing Don't, don't forget the low angle, bro. Low angle uh-huh. left to right. <laughs> yep. Debris just coming from nowhere. It's like, these guys are on Miami Boulevard. Oh, actually, no. Debris makes sense. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to throw it to the break a little bit earlier than we usually do. And when we come back, we are ranking the very best of Quentin Tarantino. We'll be right back. Sebastian's list is wrong. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, crap. I forgot the two, char- I forgot the two characters we created last week. I know one of them was David. Is it David? I- David and Sasha. David and Sasha? Sasha! I only slept with Mary twice. <laughs> Did you? Know, you I, huge? I, will, <laughs> I will commend you. You you said you were you said you were going to keep it going, and, and you did. <laughs> At least I like I clicked. I was like, wait a minute, who are them two motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm like preparing like for the podcast's like sort of main idea, I'm going to like sort of like the David and Sasha like story. There's always there's gonna the be Mary. It's in the song of David and Mary Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> Mary being right. Sasha's twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I guess the way we kinda of want we kinda of talked about doing this is we were just gonna kinda of read off how we rank. Read off read off our lists. Just no, and then like, just kinda of discuss it. I don't need to know why. Like honestly, these movies most of these movies are big enough where 
if you're any kind of movie watcher, you've seen them, you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. You don't need to hear yeah, me and Sebastian absolutely. saying, fucking, you know, I love the gore in this one. I love the boobs in this one. Like, nah, nah, like, most of these movies are kind of like, you can take them or you can leave them or you can see the high art in them. Um, mm-hmm. So I just thought, like, the funny side of today's list actually comes from whose list just got it wrong (laughs) (laughs) you may think i'm wrong i may think you're wrong i think there's going to be some glaring differences i i also think there's going to be like some pretty obvious similarities yeah i i i think i like i don't know i may be i may be talking out my ass um man i'll hit you so hard in your teeth you won't be knowing you're spitting or shitting um <laughs> right, right, who's going, uh, so, who's going so, first? Do you wanna I was gonna do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and go first? Okay, okay, here we go. I'll go first. No 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 you, All right. you give a man you give a man the choice, like I'll go first. You know, she never lets me go first, so um <laughs> you know, she doesn't even exist. Um right, here we go. Uh number ten, death proof. Okay. Uh number nine, kill bill two. Okay. Number okay. number eight the hateful eight didn't actually realize i'd okay. done that but i did um number seven jackie brown okay number six once upon a time in hollywood okay number five the 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 uh reserved dogs reservoir dogs so i'm trying to find funny names for these okay. movies uh number four uh kill it, uh killing my bills i'd love to do that okay kill all my bills uh, number three, Inglorious Bastards. I've got a funny story about Inglorious Bastards. I'll tell later on. Uh, number two, okay. Django Unchained. Django, chain that some okay. bitch up. And then number one, like if you don't know what's left, <laughs> it's Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction's number one. Uh, okay. All right, dude. All right. Let me get. Let All me. Right. Uh, I, I'm I'm typing mine out. So give me two seconds. I I need to. No worries. When I when I'm following <laughs> along, I just put. Sebby. Haha, <laughs> call you Sebby. I know you don't like that. It, my computer just auto-corrected it to Debbie. So uh, you're now Debbie, <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> All right, Debbie, give me your list. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so uh, number 10, death proof. Yeah, double penetration. Uh, so number nine, Hateful Eight. Ooh. Number eight, Jackie Brown. Uh, number seven, Kill Bill, Volume Two. Okay, I was gonna say. Uh, six, Django. Whoa. Five, five, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, number four, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Three, Kill Bill, Volume One. Two, Pulp Fiction. And number one, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I don't know if I could talk to you now. Um, I thought we were friends. <laughs> I thought we were more than friends. <laughs> I was playing my whole thirtieth about coming over to Vegas to come <laughs> see you. Um, I listen. My, li- my, my list. My list is right. Your list is wrong. We'll start there. Um, <laughs> I knew there was going to be some differences. Are we? Are we the same on anything besides double penetration? Um, no, 
No. We are completely no. different. I thought we were going to... Like, that's the only similarity, which is basically Death Proof is just some overindulgent bullshit. <laughs> like, you, you know, it was... I was legitimately concerned. Like, we're going to match so much... Like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about for this episode. But now I feel like we have shit to talk about. <laughs> we have shit to talk about. Um, I, I just want to, like, the reason I've put Death Proof last, which is probably not why anyone else puts Death Proof last, not because mm-hmm. of, like, how long it is or how overindulgent it is. Like, is it too is it too overly feminist? Is it too overly masculine? What the fuck happens to Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character? I don't know. I don't Fuck, know. Like, like I don't know. Zoe, Zoe Bell and crew, Rosio, Rosio Dawson, and the other one mm-hmm. in that. I watched this recently, and I can't like I remember the actors' names more than the characters. They go off to do um, shipmast on like they're doing the whole vanishing point shit, and then they get they get chased yeah. by uh, stuntman Mike, and then stuntman Mike turns out to be a complete pussy for fourteen months after, you know being a complete badass which is kind of just really weird but they like as collateral they leave mary elizabeth winstead's character with the farmer who owns the car and like base and basically saying oh yeah you know like and they basically tell this guy oh she'll suck you off mm-hmm. uh, like the movie ends and it's like so like she dead like what 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 happened? Did she sh- did she suck him off? It's just it's what just so on? it's just so untarantino. Because if you think some of his movies are overly long to give closure yeah. to characters that I didn't really need closure for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's it's last for me for I just I just didn't like the movie. Yeah, no, honestly, yeah, like it, it's definitely like one of I those. Just, I, I try it. to like it and I just I just can't. Like I I've only ever seen it like once and my um my ex was like you're a tarantino fan and you haven't seen this movie i was like no i haven't seen it and i was like you know it's tarantino i'm giving the benefit of it the is one of those like- movies that like like we were even speak we were even speaking about this before the podcast started some mm-hmm. people consider there's only nine tarantino movies yeah and i think this is the movie they either forget you had the argument that some like there's an argument for kill bill one and two being together one Movie. But I think yeah. it's I think it's death proof because it's actually part of the grindhouse, mm, mm-hmm. which is Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez sort of yep. together. Um, which is to me, which is to me, is funny because when we because we've talked about Planet Terror when we did our zombie episode and we, we both spoke fucking praises and then the flip of yeah. it is no, this I don't I don't like death proof. I don't like I don't like, I don't I don't like this like movie. It. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, there's there's things I do like <clears> about this movie. I mean, it's the um, it was the beginning of the you know if you if you were around oh sorry dinner coming back with a vengeance um, if you're around YouTube twenty fourteen fifteen cinema sins the whole so and so is not giving me a lap dance in this scene mm-hmm. sort of started that the movie was advertised with I think it's Rose McGowan's character giving a lap dance to stuntman Mike. And mm-hmm. that scene in the theatrical release of the movie wasn't there. They cut they cut past it. The only way to see it was to get the DVD release. Like and people and, and people were like, "How, how dare you? How dare you remove a scene in the trailer? It's almost as bad as the removal of um, McLovin. Sounds like a sexy hamburger." 
Like, <laughs> I love that line from the trailer, but it's, it's not so in the movie. <laughs> That's like a yeah, sexy like, like we've, we've spoke about Death Proof too long. It's number 10. We don't really give a shit about it. Um, no. well, movies, I think we can just bypass because one, not many, like, how, how many people have actually seen it? How well do you remember it? Uh, Jackie Brown, Hateful Eight can take them or leave them. They're in, yep. they're in our, they're in the bottom, like, they're in our bottom, like, five good movies, mm-hmm. memorable moments. But I just think Hateful Eight, for me, just. That movie's two hours forty two minutes long, man. It's so long. It is like it's, it's so I was texting so you whilst I was watching that movie and like I, mm-hmm. I could hear it and I was like, I don't need to see this shit. These motherfuckers you know, are, these motherfuckers are talking. They're just you know what talking. It, re- it reminded me of like it reminded me of when we were playing when we I remember when we initially got Red Dead Redemption two. <laughs> we both stopped playing it because Oh, you're riding for so long. Oh, enter cinematic mode. That's what this fucking movie yeah. feels like. Bro, the amount of people I've told this shit to and the glass shatters for them on Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was and look, they would send me it's like, "Oh, the, you know, the story's great. You don't have to do the whole, you know, build the village stuff." I was like, "Yeah, but if I don't, there's going to like, you know, you know, I feel like I'm not getting the full experience of the game. And I want to play the game mm-hmm. to get the full experience." Yeah. Like, it, for me, the most perfect, well-rounded game I've played over the last couple of years, Spider-Man. Perfect, perfect, like, length of story, like, unique side missions that aren't story missions with a different overlay. Like, <clears throat> unique, yeah. unique missions. The collectibles, I actually wanted to go out and collect. Like... Same loved all that shit and the way like story missions come to you like sort of as you progress the story not just all at once so you're not over leveling like mm-hmm. it's like it's it's, <clears throat> it's fucking awesome red dead redemption 2 man if your map is so fucking big that traveling from a to b your game is telling you enter cinematic mode maybe i need to go left to right to the, i need to do left to right to this some bitch you don't have enough shit <laughs> In your fucking game. Mm-hmm. Which is why mm-hmm. Rockstar decided to drop that some bitch like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, why are, we, why, are we, why are we getting like GTA GTA Online shit? Maybe, maybe GTA, GTA Online is still one of the most played games on Twitch. And Rockstar's going, how about fucking live service games? Mm-hmm. give them some fucking content rather than the two people still playing the story mode you know what the, the you know what the most longevity about red dead redemption 2 is the test the horse's testicles shrink in the snow Ooh. <laughs> right moving on jackie brown <clears throat> i love I mean, me ja- some, I... i'd love me like the one good mi- one good bit from this moment one good bit from this movie mm-hmm. AK-47, when you absolutely, positively have to kill every last motherfucker in the room. <laughs> you know what my favorite my favorite scene from Jackie Brown is? Is Sam Jackson and Chris Tucker, they're having this conversation, and he's, and Sam Jackson's just annoyed, and he gets Chris Tucker to get into the trunk of a car because he's going to He just drives him. around. <laughs> he drives around, opens the trunk, hey, bang, bang, just 
blows him away. That shit <laughs> had me rolling, dude. That shit was so fucking funny. And then uh, you've got Robert De Niro. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. talking to you. Are you not listening to me? Hey, I've had plenty of boyfriends that are way harder than you. De Niro just turns around and pops her in the face. In the middle of the fucking car park. <laughs> dude, the, I will say the opening scene... I think it's pretty cool because obviously it's that nod to the graduate, you know, Jackie Brown. Yes. The escalators. Yeah. Yeah. The moving the, walkway. The I so never know what cool. these motherfuckers are called, but every airport has them. <clears throat> yep. Although you, you, feel know, la- it, you, I, you feel lazy in LAX when you're on them. Like you're, you're, like, mm-hmm. you're on your way out of LAX. You're on the walkway because you don't want to walk. You don't want to be sitting down anymore. But then there's just some like healthy looking motherfucker that just like steamrolls past you. And I'm just like, you think you're better than me? Like, <laughs> what up? What up? You want to go? Like, I, like, as soon as I get off this walkway, we thrown hands. Oh, you're you're already in the queue to. Oh, you're gone. Yeah, you're, you're gone. Honestly, okay. that looks a lot quicker than this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I understand. I fucked up. You made the right call. I'm still on here. I'm trapped. Thank you. <laughs> Fucking Heathrow doubled down. We don't even have a ha- we don't even have a, a walkway. We got us a some bitch of a tram. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got to get in this some bitch to go to this part of this some bitch to go to that part of the some bitch. <laughs> what gets me out of this some bitch? Ah, you, you're a long way from there, motherfucker. <laughs> you remember leaving Heathrow? The maze you have to go on. All, yep. You got to go up these stairs. You got to take this tram. You got to get in this queue. <laughs> yep. That that was that was some shit, dude. <laughs> dude, I remember when I was leaving, I was like. Oh, I think I took. I had to take two trams to get to my fucking gate. <laughs> and I was so I was so confused. I was like, and I kept thinking, like, do I have to take this? I'm not sure. And I kept asking, and like, I kept get, getting guided one way or a different way. And I was just like, oh fuck me. No, man. don't ask for don't ask for directions in Heathrow. Nobody knows. <laughs> But I mean, it obviously worked out because I'm here. So it, I was going to say, fun. yeah, you got, you got home. You got there in the end. Um, so, okay. An, I, f- I think the Kill biggest... Kill Bill Volume 2. Kill, Kill Bill Volume 2, I feel like we both have that pretty low. You, I've got it lower than you. I think for me... Mm-hmm. Why did I put this so low? Why did I put this lower than Hateful Eight? I saw this recently. I feel like I was, I've been a bit harsh to Kill Bill 2. I just mm. think... If you I see how high I... Yeah, Kill Bill 1 is just so much better. I just, and I just mm-hmm. think... I feel like if you'd, if you'd mess around with the length of it all, mm-hmm. this could have been one movie. Like, yeah. look at, like, you know, like I think Kill Bill 2 is definitely way too long. But Kill Bill 1 isn't that long. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could have just yeah. added a little bit more. But, like, Kill Bill 1, you got the, cra- the, like, the crazy 88. But I just remember Kill Bill 2, she, like... Most of the movie is Uma Thurman stuck in a coffin. And it's... then she goes from that to talking to Bill for like I'm like I'm pretty sure there was fifty minutes left of the movie and um the baby had just been put to sleep. Fifty minutes mm-hmm. of this movie is dedicated to Uma Thurman and Kill and Bill talking and a little bit of fighting towards the end. I'm just like and you're like, for some reason, Bill starts talking about fucking Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh, okay, Tarantino, lay off the mushrooms, pal. Christ. Yeah. We get you can write. 
We get that you're a little bit of a nerd. But we understand that Superman is always Superman. His his superhero persona is Clark. Yeah, we get it. Like (laughs) didn't need to didn't need to go into detail. About the history of Superman. Like, Uma Thurman Atlet is there. It's like, I don't know who Superman is. You you, you don't know who Superman is. You Get stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you, a robot? You got amnesia from getting shot in the face? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it just... It just seems to go... Like, even though it's two hours long, Kill Bill 2 just seems to go a million miles an hour. For no goddamn reason. All the good yeah. fights are in Kill Bill 1. Mm-hmm. All the all the good baddies have been kill kill with too. I, I honestly, I know Tarantino used to love himself some Michael Madsen, but he's actually not that good of an actor. His yeah, mother, he's definitely tapered. This off. motherfucker talks like this in every goddamn movie that uh, Tarantino puts him in. Uh, I'm a character who's seen a lot of things. Uh, I've got some history. I've done a lot of stuff, man. You don't want to know about it. Now here's a flashback of everything this character's done for the past for, for the past forty five years. Even though he said he didn't want to talk about it, we're gonna show you it instead. <laughs> <laughs> he spends all of fucking hateful eight in the corner as Joe Cage telling people to nail Pretty the much. door in. You gotta nail that son bitch shut <laughs> Blizzard, that's wide open. Yeah, we get it, there's a blizzard, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Does Killable 2, like, yeah. No. I think the big one I want to talk about is, what did Django Unchained do to you, man? I put this son of a bitch second. You put this son of a bitch, one, two, three, four. You got this, sh- you got this shit f- sixth. Why? What did it do to hurt I... you? So Django. <laughs> so essentially for me, it came down to, like, comparing. Because I, I had it in my five. And then, you know, obviously I, I mentioned that I, I felt like I was forgetting one and you mentioned Inglorious. So I was like, okay, uh, I, like my, my top four were locked because those, those were, I knew that those, but I knew. So it was essentially trying to decide between whether or not I liked Inglorious or Django more. Mm. I liked Inglorious more. And yeah. it literally, even though you down, forgot it before we started this podcast. <laughs> But it, it, but like in you know, because I've always liked Inglorious more than I have liked Django, mm-hmm. and it literally has to do Christoph Waltz. He's in both. I think he's better in. I think he's better in Inglorious than he is in Django. I love him. I, in Django, I will. I will. I, I will. I will agree. I will agree that I think Christoph Waltz's performance is better in Inglorious Bastards than in Django. But I, 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 I just fucking love that Jonah Hill scene. How about how about we don't use the hoods now, but you know, we we remember them for next time and next time we do it right. <laughs> Is anybody gonna you spare know, hood? No, ain't nobody got a spare hood. Man, I can't see shit. You know in when, mine. Um, oh, I just fucked mine up. <laughs> when they did the um the roast of James Franco. Sarah yeah. Silverman was talking about his role in Django. Yeah. And she was like, you know, Quentin Tarantino approached Jonah Hill about being in his spaghetti western and Jonah Hill, all Jonah Hill heard was spaghetti. And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, I, lo- I love, I, I love that scene. But I think, like, I, 
honestly, this was the movie that made me fall in love with Leonardo DiCaprio. Up until oh, really? this, up until this movie, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. He'd been in some. Good, he'd been in some good shit. He was in that really long Christopher Nolan movie, um, Inception. He was good. In, he was good mm-hmm. in that. Like, yeah. I, I, I prefer Joseph Gordon-Levitt performance in that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but this, this movie like really showed me like what, what he's capable of. And then you've got Samuel Samuel Jackson like just doing. Like I'm pretty sure Tarantino was just like Sammy, just here's a description of your character. Just say lines you think are right. Like that's that's how good his character is. Like when we mm-hmm. get to Candyland, this movie just like explodes. And honestly, yep. J- Jamie Jamie Fox, like you know, may may he get better for the love of God. But he 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 owned it. It's crazy it. that Will Smith passed on this. Yeah, honestly, like that motherfucker needs to stop passing on shit, man. Like right. Matrix, Django Unchained, and the movie you did mm-hmm. choose over Matrix was Wild Wild West, bro. <laughs> Sack your agent. <laughs> For, real. For real. He's got the same agent as Gerard Butler. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Let's talk about this. I still feel like you have Inglorious Bastards a bit too fucking low. It is better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, for me, obviously, the, the big thing no. is <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is it's a period piece. It's one of my it's my fa- it's one of my favorite eras, especially in ah, Hollywood history. Okay, yeah, okay. So now, like, see, this is why we chose to like sort of do it this way. I'm beginning to understand why you've chosen things. I this era yeah. is yo shit. Um, it is. This is why I need you. Be- this is why I want you to direct sacred. my Atari idea because this area is your shit. I should have seen this one coming. But I, <laughs> even then, I still think Glorious Bastards is a better movie. <laughs> I will. I will concede. I will concede. Story wise, Inglorious is better. Yeah. Just for me, aesthetically, the way it was done, the look, the feel of it, it once upon a time is going to be is just going to do it for me more. Yeah. Like. And and I think that's kind of what it came down to for my last three too, like how the the feel of it. It's because it's not obviously all of them are fucking amazing. All these movies mm. are great. All these movies mm-hmm. are fucking dope. But like, because like you, I personally feel like you have Reservoir way too low. <laughs> okay, so you 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 are coming for the big dog? You you you're coming for the big dog? You like some misogyny I, with your movie, Mister Sebastian? It's it's not even the misogyny. This movie may as well like, be called Sausage Party, bro. Oh no, yeah, no. But for me, it's again, it's it's what the, for, it's what the movie represents versus you know what the actual movie is. You know, it's it was his first movie. It was his first big movie. He did a bunch of big shit with almost nothing. Like the whole, like not seeing this crime go down, but you see all the after effects of it is fucking amazing. The use of the soundtrack is amazing. And like, it's it's a movie in terms of rewatchability for me. It's one that I've seen more times than anything, and I feel like it's the movie. It's of all of his movies, from a directorial standpoint, it's the one I study the most. Mm. I I love the way he uses the camera, especially in that Michael Madsen, you know, um, stuck in the middle with you bit, moving the camera away from when the dude slices that fucker's ear off. He was told to do that for uh, for ratings. He was he was told uh, 
uh, being the young, like being the nobody director that you are, uh, you um will give this an NC seventeen if you so if you show this shit. But doing that allowed him to do all the other shit that he's fucking done. True, true. I just think like out of all of his other movies, I get that it is his first. I get there was probably finances. Mm-hmm. Just this shit felt so. I don't want to say stagey because, like, that has a different mm-hmm. connotation in terms of movies. But like, the, what I mean by stagey is, if it, it like it could be a play. Mm, okay. You know, you know what that. I mean. Like, uh, like if you want to, like, usually you go f- like, like take um, a few good men. Yeah. Like uh, a, f- a fine piece of work from Aaron Sorkin. You know, long long time fan of the series. We know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a few good men Absolutely. was a few good a few good men was a play before it was a movie. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel Reservoir Dogs is. It just doesn't have that sort of. It just doesn't have that sort of movie magic for me. And you know, again, it's just, just like just, just a I lot me, of talking, a whole I, I guess lot of talking. To, to like counter that, in terms of like you know the movie magic. For me, what does it in terms of movie magic is the performances of Harvey Keitel, yeah. Tim Roth, Steve Buscemi. Harvey, Ke- Harvey Keitel movie. is honestly phenomenal. Like, you know, we, we, we will get to him when we get to him. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, like, like, so, like, so. You might be the only motherfucker who I think puts Reservoir Dogs over Pulp Fiction. I can't believe I actually know someone who has ranked Tarantino movies. I thought the one thing we were going to be similar on. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a chance that maybe because of your likeliness of Grindhouse and Planet mm-hmm. Terror, that maybe Kill Bill 2 or Hateful Eight, even Jackie Brown, could have come under Death Proof. Um, mm-hmm. But again, not surprising that it's last. It's most people's last. But yeah. Matt, we need, I, I need to cut to the chase. You have not put Pulp Fiction first. I'm staring at my abbreviation here because I, I couldn't. I wasn't going to write down the whole movie, and it just says PF slash RD. Mm-hmm. And I, like, even you know, because like I've not looked at you and my phone screen for a good five minutes because I'm just staring at these four letters, bro. <laughs> these four letters and this one symbol, and I'm. I, like honestly, where I am right now is Squidward in the like in the in the place out of time where he's just alone, alone, and all like <laughs> rather than alone, it's just huh, mm. huh, huh, <laughs> just a different lettering, like classic word document shit. This shit be mm-hmm. zooming in like someone's made like a PowerPoint for school like in yeah. two thousand and five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The, the swoosh like whew, like it flips around all the letters like go from back to front huh? like gee <laughs> I know you just explained it Reservoir Dogs it's the one you study the most uh, honestly mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with Pulp Fiction that's the one I study the most yeah. mm-hmm. but gee my dad might not let you back in the house. Actually, hang on. You're gonna come. You're gonna come on a trip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find where Mr. Joe is right now. Hey, Dad. All right, Mr. I'm Joe. Talking, I'm talking to 
Dude, all I, I I heard his what? <laughs> I felt it. Squint. You should have seen my eyes squint, Sebastian. No, honestly, I'm glad my computer corrected your name to Debbie. Because until you correct yourself on this podcast to me, you are Debbie. You motherfucker. You better you better come out swinging next week, sir, with whatever director we're doing. Zack Schneider, Michael Bay versus. Mm, you better Wait, have are we some good. I, I don't to do that. Like we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> like I feel right, like right. I, I'm definitely like maybe Christopher Nolan next. All right, no, Qu- we can definitely we do can that. do Chris, like do Christopher Nolan his superhero movies versus mm-hmm. his non superhero movies. Yeah, although they you know there's not that many, but we can rank them. Okay. I don't know. We'll talk about because it. Because we yeah, talked about like it. We're, we're, not, we're not finished here. We're not, we're not finished, Sebastian. No, no, no. I know. We're not, we're not fucking finished. <laughs> no, I understand. I've got Kill Bill lower than you. You've got Kill Bill fir- uh, third. I've got Kill Bill fourth. So what is mm-hmm. it about Kill Bill that you like so much? I mean, what, what, it's... What does, it for, what, does, what does it for Kill Bill one for you that you've got it... And I, I've got it... Oh, no, I've got it fourth. I kind of want to talk about why I've got Inglourious Bastards in my top three. But, like, I want to know... Like we've spoken about, so, like, I need to leave Pulp Fiction because we could easily go for another hour about why Pulp Fiction is second. <laughs> but I get it. Reservoir Dogs, that's your boy. Kill Bill. So, uh, you know, for those who don't know, I know you know, I love me some martial arts movies. Mm. Love them. Yes. Love Kung Fu I know movies. you do. Love all of that shit. So, you know, you 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 know you said Kill Bill. <laughs> the 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 best fight scenes from both series, both movies are in the are in volume one. Hundred. They are some of the most. Hundred they, percent. They, they're the most cartoonish, over the top, but also beautifully done, fight sequences. The whole fight between Uma Thurman and Lucy Liu in the snow is is so fucking gorgeous the, the the sequence of her training with you know this this master and stuff her fight with vivica fox at the beginning in the house so good man mm-hmm. it's so good like it, it that's what does it for me like which which is also what annoys me about kill bill volume 2 it's like it slowed down so fucking much yeah like you had this high octane start and then, and I get it. You know, you want to slow down to get to like the the emotional heart of it. But it's like you blew your load too quick, dude. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you know, and, and how do you and then, how do you go from destroying the crazy eighty eight and Owen Ishii to then being shot by some trailer trash piece of shit? I guess that's the like exactly. that's that that's literally what Tarantino does. Like the one thing I want to talk about with Tarantino. I love this motherfucker's ability to bring comedy out of like to like coincidence. I first noticed it like so. I don't know about you, but I rewatched a lot of Tarantino before this week. Like the ones I didn't watch were *Pulp Fiction*, *Django*, *Inglorious Bastards*, and *Reservoir Dogs*. And *Once Upon a Time*. *Once Upon a Time*. Seen it recently. The other four I've like I've seen so many times. So I rewatched *Kill Bill* one and two, *Hateful Eight, Jackie Brown, *Death Proof*. Mm-hmm. And like the like, honestly, Kill Bill wasn't as high on my list until I rewatched it, and 
it was because like in the beginning when um copperhead very a fox she she goes to get the cereal and the cereal's called kaboom mm -hmm. and that's where the fucking gun is and i was just like that motherfucker did not put a gun in a cereal called kaboom like <laughs> <laughs> It's like just like little, little moments like that are just mm -hmm. like are are so good, and it's like there's a joke that doesn't really pay dividends until Kill Bill Two, which is when like she goes to Japan, and she says she can't speak Japanese all that well, but in Jap like in Kill Bill Two, she's like holding conversations in Japanese like it's nothing, and I was just yeah. like there's this motherfucker like. But honestly, like one of the things about Kill Bill that I really like that I've only just learned recently, you know this, mo you know, you know me. I've been watching this um, Wu Tang and American Saga. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things uh, I think you actually meant it like for my life, I've been calling him RZA, but you're actually meant to pronounce it RZA. That makes sense. The, like the it, and it, even then, it's not just RZA. You got to do the the as well. Like he calls himself the, the RZA. RZA. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, that's how he does it. In this, that's how it's done in the series, and that show is created by him. So I think he knows how he wants to pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, this isn't an actor choice. Um, so the music is done by the RZA, and if you watch Wu Tang, and even then, this motherfucker is the creator of the Wu Tang Plan, which comes yeah. from the Thirty Six Chamber of Wu Tang. This motherfucker literally brought. Like the Wu, like the Wu Tang Clan is the whole idea of like, you got the two warring clans that he brought together to come to harmony because everyone else was like making money and it's like, look, we're all trying to make money. We need to do it legally. He does the composing for Kill Bill. So not Dude. not uh, not only does like have you got like actors from the Thirty Six Chamber of Wu Tang from uh, Show uh, Shogun, the movie they watch in Kill Bill Two. Like, mm -hmm. like you know, you were mentioning all these classic martial martial art movies that even Tarantino loves. Like, they all, they like most of them have cameos as the um, the Japanese syndicate or the crazy eight, like the crazy eight eight sequence. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. it's it's like a variable like a variable feast of who's who from like classic yep. Japanese martial art movies. But I think the biggest thing is is like who's going to do the music? Someone who someone else who's inspired by this like by this like movement of movies it was such a great combination and i think that's where kill bill 2 falls down because robert rodriguez mm -hmm. i did my did my research he did the composing of kill bill 2 for a single uh dollar fucking a and you can fucking tell it's just literally just robert rodriguez doing like some like cowboy western guitar shit mm -hmm. but you've got like proper japanese influence chinese influence with the music in kill bill and you just mm -hmm. like you know if you know how the rizza like produces his music that's what he sort of that's what he draws from he draws yep. from like he draws all that he draws all that in and the music like you know um it's when she's fighting Oren ishii in this in the snow at the end and all you've got is the uh the water fountain feature uh, you know clanking is like the me like the scene's metronome you've just got that sort of slow unobtrusive score it was beautiful honestly mm -hmm. i like yeah fuck it 
I was wrong. Kill Bill is uh, Pulp Fiction one, Django Unchained two, Kill Bill three, Inglourious Bastards four. I was I was wrong. I do not have this much good enough. I do not have this much goodness to say about Inglourious Bastards. Besides the fact that I once parred off a teacher in Salford University because she marked me down for grammar for spelling bastards wrong. And I was like, I actually, I actually took the sheet. I, I ripped, like I ripped the sheet out of my essay, went to her office, slammed down the table. I was like, it's spelt like this. It's spelt B B A S T E R D S. Because if it was spelt the right way, it would have to be abbreviated. Mm -hmm. it, like almost worldwide. I don't know about probably even America as well. Because like you're more, yeah. you're more against like swearing in like titles like even i think mm -hmm. por isn't porno abbreviated in zach and Mirimeka porno i think it is over I think, here i think so yeah it's so like so. He, he did this to like so it wasn't abbreviated so you you know you could read the whole title and i was like it's spelt yeah. like this give me give me my spelling and grammar mark back or i'm like i'm actually taking this further because i'm being taught film and like i'm being taught me like media film and tv mm -hmm. by you if you don't like if you don't know this movie is called this then we've got a fucking problem of course i won so yeah passed off with university with, with flying fucking colors but, like this was like my first essay in my first semester like we did, literally mm -hmm. just had to compare two movies <clears throat> like i think this inglorious bastards is the best way like when someone says oh it's a great war film it's like no it's not it's a great fantasy film this mm -hmm. starts with this movie literally starts with once upon a time in Nazi occupied France. Boom. This shit's a fantasy. Yep. This shit is Disney. It is, <laughs> it is not a fucking war movie. It, it is just, not. It just a... happens to be set during a war. Yeah. Like especially like come on look look away the the way this shit ends man. The way it fucking ends. <laughs> <laughs> but like one of my favorite moments in Glorious Bastards is like sort of like Tarantino's ability to take from other movies, like inspiration from other movies. One of my favorite moments in um, Inglourious Bastards is Daniel Brawl's character, the actor. He's in the tower fighting the Allies with the sniper. And that's a parody mm. of Saving Private Ryan with Barry Pepper sniping the Nazis in the in the church tower. I don't know if that like I don't know if that propaganda movie like I don't think it's real. Like I know Goebbels is. Like he he was the propaganda man for the Nazis, mm -hmm. so I don't know if like yeah. it's it's real. There's like I've not done that much research, but I like for me mm -hmm. that sh that shit like felt like a com like hey if we you know if we're gonna big up American snipers, I'm gonna use this movie to say that the Germans were binging up the German snipers. You know there you go. It, like here here here's here's these guys calling themselves the heroes. But here's these guys calling themselves the heroes, you know. Yep. His, uh, history is written by the victor, as as we know. Yep. God damn this! Uh, I was not expecting this to be so different, man. I'm 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 shocked and appalled. Shocked and appalled. Shocked and appalled. So. Why do okay, I like so Pulp Fiction my... so much? <laughs> no, 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 no. So here, I, I guess my my one gripe with Pulp Fiction 
Oh, is... do not make this worse, Sebastian. There is, there are no gripes. There are no <laughs> gripes. <laughs> what is what is your gripe? And like you, the the ice is thin, Sebastian. The ice is thin. <laughs> so I guess my only my only thing was just like. Bruce Willis. What did? What's Bruce Willis done to you? No, I don't know. What's I don't know what with, it is. What's I, wrong I, with Butch? Did, like the, Butch. like the, the amount of the number of times that I've seen Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and it's always when he comes on the screen. Like his his whole his whole story. It I don't know I don't know what the hell it is. I just disconnect from it. Like mm. everything with Travolta and Jackson makes sense. Everything with Roth and you know everyone else makes sense. But for some fucking reason, Bruce Willis takes me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, and it's and it's every time. It, like it's not it's not a bad. Like I have no problem with his performance, but it, it's just something that my brain does whenever I see him. It just like it's like I'm. I, it's like I don't see the character. I yeah. see Bruce Willis. Which is fucking weird. Like, Sam, I, I see, you know, Vincent Vega and I see Uma Thurman as, you know, boss's wife and all of this stuff. All of that stuff resonates with me and, it, and I click with it and it makes sense and I fucking love it. But for some goddamn reason, Bruce Willis takes me out of the movie. And it happens <laughs> every time, dude. That That's why I put it at number two. Because I, I, it just, it's that, it's just such a, so, it's a weird almost unexplainable moment. Yeah. But it, it it's and like none of the other movies I not even fucking death proof takes me out. I just don't like that movie. But Bruce Willis just <laughs> he, he just he just does this weird mental gymnastics thing in my fucking brain where I'm like this is just Bruce Willis doing Bruce Willis things in a Tarantino movie. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bruce Willis is is like his character of Butcher. I think it's great. I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the better storylines. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. Like I, I, I don't know, but it's every time, every fucking time for some fucking reason. I'm gonna have to make you sit down, watch Pulp Fiction, and just keep your eyes open when Bruce Willis is on the screen again. Like I'm, I'm not like looking away. Like I, I'm, active, yeah. I'm still watching the fucking movie because there's still but more so, movie that's after. So weird, <laughs> right? Because it's, it's like he's, he's. Like, all the main characters, the idea is that they're all trying to, like, all of them end their own story getting out mm-hmm. of the business that they're in. Yeah. And then, like, you know, killing Vincent Vega the way that he, he does just feels, I don't know, it's a little unsatisfying. To me, anyway. Well, you don't think Vig Rames is going to send some of his best men? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying Vincent Vega went out like a bitch. Well, yeah, of course, but like you know, that's yeah, what happens when you comes out of the bathroom. comes out. You get the shit out of the bathroom. Gets blown away by Bruce Willis. Yeah, but like honestly, like you, you know, you know how you wouldn't be in the bathroom. Don't do heroin. You don't get the shits. That's fair. All right, I will give you that. I will concede yeah, that. That's that's how. That's literally like his death is set up like earlier in the movie. Like he's mm-hmm. he's talking about his bowel problems. He like it's derived from heroin, all that kind of shit. Yeah, and like he's also set up as like one of Vig Rames' best hitmen. Do you? 
I don't know if you remember hearing that apparently there was like an idea that Tarantino was going to do a prequel about the Vega brothers. And John Travolta. No, I've not, not heard about this. I know, I know and that I, it, like Michael Madsen is a, Ve- a Vega. And I, because I, I remember hearing about that and like, you're going to do a prequel. Like these two are already both pretty fucking old when they died in their respective movies. So you're going to try to sell these fuckers like almost in their 60s as their younger selves? you have to recast. Like, like honestly, oh, yeah. like, if he hadn't fucked up his entire life, you know, you could do Ansel Elgort and Olden Einreich. Those two motherfuckers mm. would work as brothers. And especially yeah. as, like, young, Mads- young Madsen and young um, Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Do you know how... Um, uh, Django Unchained and Kill Bill 2 connect in the Tarantino universe? Nah. Nah. Um, Beatrix is buried in Paula Schultz's grave and if you check the years it's the, it's um, she's married to um, King Schultz, Dr. King Schultz which is Christoph Waltz's character that's her grave Dude, that's sick. I love watching Tarantino movies and seeing how they all sort of connect. It's usually, yeah, Yeah. it's usually like the um, the red apple cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You got the two cops from Kill Bill, Kill Kill Bill, Kill Bill Two. They're the two cops in Death Proof. Yeah. This is definitely an interesting episode this week, my dude. Yeah, man. We definitely need to do the. We definitely like, you know, if we it, like, I feel like we could save Christopher Nolan because we could do this like, like say if a director has less than ten movies, this is the way we should do it. But if they have oh, over, I'm for that. if they have over, that's when we choose three, or we do your mm-hmm. sort of if two if two directors are sit like if we agree on you know who direct like if I ask you later like maybe tomorrow. You know, what directors do you have in mind for this series? Mm-hmm. What directors do I have in mind for this series? If we find similars, we can do the whole yeah. put two against Versus. each other. Um, but yeah, if like, you know, say if it's like Spielberg length of movies, pick three. But if it's less than yeah. ten, like Christopher Nolan, until Oppenheimer mm-hmm. comes out, you can we can rank them some bitches. For sure. No, oh, I was wrong, by the way. Oppenheimer comes out in July. Oh, does it? Yes, sir. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. I'm, I'm worried though. Fucking um, June has to started. Woohoo! Pinch punch first of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, in 15 motherfucking days, Flash is supposed to open in this country. I can't mm-hmm. yet buy tickets. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. That's like that is a hmm. I resonate with my guy, like. Because I can't, like, if I go, like, over the other cinema chains, they've already started selling theirs. Mm-hmm. Odeon, Vu, you know, yeah. like, and if I go over there, one, I have to pay full price, and two, all the best seats are gone. I literally now Shit. need to wait for Cineworld to wake the fuck up and smell the bacon. Smell the bacon. But, like, you, like, you can't do it for anything. You can't pre-book for Flash. You can't pre-book mm-hmm. for beyond their... Like unlimited screening date, you can't pre-book for Transformers, and that comes out in eight days. Can't book for that Fucking yet. A. That's mad. Mm-hmm. 
um, what else? What, there was another movie that was coming out after Batman, end of, Ju end of June. Can't remember. There was another movie. You can't book for that either. I'm like, what Fucking the fuck idiot. is Cineworld playing at? I'm about to mm -hmm. march down to Cineworld HQ and just bonk him on the head. Literally, just bonk like, oi, give me a bring big man. Big man comes out and was like, oi, bonk. Fucking <laughs> sort your life out. You do little. your jobs. Do, do, do your job. And then just as I leave, just bop him in the wheelie. There you go. I'm walking away and all you hear is, <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, man. Tarantined by Quentin Directina. That's what I've called. Yep. <laughs> That's what I've called my file here. Tarantined by Quentin Directino. <laughs> oh, God. So, those, this those are our rankings. That's uh, Let us know how you rank Quentin Tarantino. Do you even like Quentin Tarantino? Let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, are you on the boat? Like, you know, we can't bypass the fact that I'm pretty sure nine of these fucking movies, uh, there is a certain producer who uh, mm -hmm. is now no longer to be named. Nope. And and we're meant to believe that this this motherfucker, like Tarantino, looks like a weird guy. He, like he is not does. a normal looking motherfucker, especially that that this nope. man's uh, fetish for feet. Yeah, very like very it, like there is no dark. way he had no idea what was going on. Like I hold like a little bit of me holds this man accountable. Yeah, I know you was like, yep. oh, I was just I was just making movies. No, you fucking weren't. <laughs> don't you, All right, everyone, that's don't gonna... you lie to me. That's going to do it for us. Remember to rate, like, share, subscribe. And uh, I guess we'll catch you in the next one. And don't forget, free those balls, ladies and gentlemen. Free damn balls. And flick those nipples. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye. Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.